Nui Maoliola proudly presents Leo Kupa, a Ho'olono Mai, the thought-provoking podcast on perpetuating Hawaiian healing and wellness. Brought to you this month by Noho Designs, Hawaiian vintage chic home decor, the Indigenous Soap Company, created on the island of Oahu. The Indigenous comes from our passion in using native medicinal herbs and oils from all over the world. Alana Natural Therapy in town and Pico Kea, Therapeutic Lomi and Rehabilitation Massage in Kailua. Mamalani, all-natural deodorants, body powders, and body products. Aloha Aina packaging, handmade by Hawaiians. The Hawaiian Kava Center, LLC, growers, purveyors, and supporters of kava from Hawaii. Lotus Blossom in You, Lomi Lomi, Ho'oponopono, Farm La'au Lapa'au, Dula, Palaiwahini Birth Support Services. Ho'oulu Aina, a welcoming place of refuge where people of all cultures sustain and propagate the connections between health of the land and health of the people. As always, Maoliola Wednesdays is hosted by Kamakanui Ahailono Jingao. Thank you for doing this with us, girl. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. All right. <clears throat> E kia kwa mauna loa la hila lohe na auma kwa ya ka hina kwa ya ka hina alo i ka hikina i ko moha na kupu na mahalo piha e ho mai ka kai kai ka kama Yo, mnia uko, mnia mako, mnia kako, a mama wanoa, e ho omana. Hello, my kako. Greetings. Welcome to another Leo Kupa. Uh, it's so good to be here once again. We got special guests, special friends in the house. Very excited from another, for another Leo Kupa, Ehoolonomai. We got a good friend over here, uh, Miss Pomai Kai Freed. Aloha. Aloha. Mahalo for joining us over here. Um, Pomai Kai is an amazing, amazing person, amazing kumu. Um, she's a kumu of Paola Hawaii, so one of the two students who got uniki by. Uncle Alva, Kumu Alva, Andrews, alongside with Enric Ortiz, um, Pomai Ka'i Freed, Kumu Paola Hawaii, currently located out in Waimanalo, and also on Hawaii Island? Yes, on Hawaii Island too now. Nice, so it's an honor and pleasure for you to join us here today. Aloha, um, Pomai Ka'i. Such a joy to be invited here today also and talk story with you. Yes, thank you, thank you. Well, um, you know, before we start off, we always like to give give our special guests and friends some time that they can kind of share about themselves or share your story of how uh, you got onto this journey of Lomi Lomi and got connected with a special friend to all of us, Uncle Uncle Alva. That's actually one of my favorite stories. Um, 
It started when I was really young. I graduated from Halaukumana, the Hawaiian Charter School. It's now located in Makiki. And when I was in sixth grade, the first year the school started at the Center for Hawaiian Studies in Manoa, there was a Lomi Lomi elective that was taught by Kapono Suza, actually, who was featured on this podcast some yes. episodes earlier. And I remember seeing him do the work and teaching the students in the halo, and I was like, wow, I want to learn that. And then eventually had, we were in Makali'i training on the Big Island. I think I was maybe 12 at that time in seventh grade. And we were jumping off of the, off of the pier in Kauai High. And my older brother had jumped in and landed on my leg. So it was kind of bust up. And we were there, and there's a wahine from Tahiti, and she did what she called Tahitian lomi lomi on my leg. And the swelling went down, and I could walk again. I was like, well, again, I want to learn something like this. And there were many other times through Hello Kumana, at least three or four times, lomi lomi was offered as an elective, but I was never able to take it um, until I was a senior. I was 17, and it was the last semester of my senior year. And there was a lomi lomi elective that was taught by Mele, my sister. And then I had graduated from Uncle's first organized class with you folks. And it was awesome. I just remember becoming really peely to it very quickly. And there was a day that Mele couldn't come. So Uncle Alba was going to come to substitute the class. Nice. So it was kind of a big thing because we knew that was Mele's kumu. And uh, so me and the other senior girls, we were making lay during our lunch period right before the Lomi elective starts making lay for him and his kakoo that came with him. And we're sitting there making the lay, and all we hear is rum, 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 rum. And there's this doom buggy that comes down the hill of our school, and on the license plate says, Alba. And I was like, oh, I like this guy. Yes. I like this guy. We will, uh, whatever happens, I know I like him. He had his hat on, and his hair was like blowing in the wind. And he had um, Aaron. You remember Aaron? Had the Hawaiian guy, yeah, the curly yeah, hair, so then kind of, there was like a crew. It looked, it was just a visual. I always remember that dune buggy come down the hill of Halokumana. And um, we sat, and the elective was about an hour and a half long, and Uncle talked for about an hour and 15 minutes. And for charter school kids, who we probably all could be labeled as ADD, ADHD, really, I, I just... I sat and I just listened. My mouth was probably open. And everything that he said, I was like, inside, I was like, ayo. And I look around at the other students and they're on their phones, they're yawning, looking around, playing with the grass. And I'm like, well, you're lost. And I never really grew up with my kupuna. They passed when I was young, so I always had that, that ono, like that you need to be around. And really, Uncle talked about Lomi Lomi a little bit. But really, he talked about that stuff that really got us, yeah, like how for act, how to conduct ourselves as good human beings, how to make better choices, how to love ourselves and one another better. And it, it was at a point in my life when I really needed it. I was either going to just be okay with mediocre and not really strive for anything, or I was going to end up with Uncle Alba and my life was going to change. <laughs> greatness, greatness. <laughs> yeah. And, um... From there, he invited me. Uh, I had inquired after classes, and I was able to attend a class or two while he was still teaching at the Highway House in Waimanalo by Sado City. And um, then I pretty much never left his side, and he never kicked me out, so I just never left. And I lived with him for 
uh, the better part of the next seven years until he passed away. Yes. Thank you for spending so much time with him. I remember seeing you always over there whenever we would go visit, you know, on the deck that, you know, that was always present, you know, uncle's presence. And thank you for spending that time with him and learning this art of Lomi Lomi alongside with all of us to help perpetuate this art. And the Paola continues to flourish. All of the brother. Yes. It's such a pleasure also. We don't realize sometimes what's happening around us when we're just so focused on taking care of our kuleana, the treasure that it ends up being for the rest of our life. I think there was a part of me that knew that he wouldn't be around forever. And you just soak it up and go at the pace of your kupuna. It's a beautiful thing. It is being present and taking that time. You know, I still, I still cherish the honeys that we had at Uncle, you know, mm -hmm. and just those times we got to spend and mm -hmm. hear the laughter, hear the jokes. Yeah. See the man behind the man a little bit. Yeah. And the deck is special. It is. You know, and you guys yes. still doing classes over there? Yep, we're still having classes there. We're just, um, Moving into the second phase, the energy phase of our current class, um, and they're progressing really well. It was awesome to bring the classes back to the deck for a little bit. It was at the uh, Halau in Waimanalo at the QOCC. It's a beautiful spot, and they were very gracious to allow us to use it. But bringing the classes home just changes it. Having yeah. class on the deck is a wonderful thing. Nice, nice. Mm -hmm. So you guys are in the second phase. So a lot of the teachings is kind of similar to um, the so format kind of Uncle style. Of Uncle it's, style. It's super similar to Uncle style. Um, he always taught the, not always, but for a, a chunk of time, he taught classes in those three phases, the massage mm -hmm. and then the energy and then the adjustments. And we're still sticking to that format and Uncle's format of the loose format, which allows intuition to kind of come into the picture. But also something that Uncle, one of the reasons, at least that he shared with me why I was being groomed for this position was the cultural background that I was able to get from my parents, from my kumu, from halau kumana. So, like for example, in the second phase, during the energy phase, there was a period where Uncle would hold meditation for 30 to 60 minutes, and I'm not... I'm not a 65-year-old <laughs> man that can hold that. And the uncle was able to take us on a journey through the universe with his pleasant, calm voice. That That's not me. I'm 26-year-old yeah. from Kalidia. I'm a little bit rough still. So um, one of the tools I use is Oli. Um, the chance that I was able to learn in Halokumana, I had gotten permission to share with our students in Lomi Lomi. So there's some a couple of chants that I picked to share it then, which for me, it was always kind of hard to meditate, to actually quiet my mind. So chanting became one of those things because I zone everything out and I'm just focusing in that moment. And after I feel like I had meditated or I had cleansed. So I wanted to use a, like an active, engaging meditation for the home online. What I found is that for all of us, when we first start to chant, there's a little bit of that hila hila, like we feel embarrassed or shamed. So it's also a tool to allow the students to like 
open themselves up and feel confident in expressing their voice. And some chants are the style, like ikumomo, when one person goes and everybody responds, so it forces everyone to have to chant by themselves, which is really fun. And then we get to use the language, because really, one of uncle's main points about teaching Lomi is that if you're going to learn the craft of, the, of a cultural people, you must be able to think like those people. So using different tools to help people think like a local Hawaiian too. And Oli is one of them. So because I can't do what uncle did, I try and find out ways to accomplish the same goal with the skill set that I have acquired and was gifted. And that's one of the examples. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good way to incorporate that. You know, I think that's very important to, to think, mm, you know, mm. Kanaka in order to do yes. this type of work. Yes. You know, and yes. incorporating those olis is um, is awesome. Yeah, Good I, job. I really enjoy it. Like it. The students love it, and I just really have have fun. We because it's such serious work. I think we have to make sure that we're also finding times where it's just fun and engaging. Yeah, and that serious work and that fun work. I know you guys just did a. Uh, community event you know I know you guys do a lot of community events mm -hmm. on the community we've collaborated on a lot of yes, yes, um, yes. outside community work helping out the Lahue mm -hmm. um, and how, how does that you know how do you find that balance with that um, seriousness but also that mm -hmm. having fun to mm -hmm. make it mm -hmm. so that people want to continue doing doing the work mm -hmm. but still have it fun where they keep coming back it was definitely something that Uncle Alva had taught us, I believe. And like he he worked so hard and he built stamina in all of his students to be able to keep working and keep working. But he also made it a, an environment where you you were still encouraged to crack a joke or tell a story. And how many times did we watch him work on someone while he was telling a story? And so while we're doing community events, we, we usually do that same thing. We'll work on someone and crack a joke with them or crack a joke between the practitioners so it feels like a like a good place. And we try and go to events also where there's Hawaiian music playing. Nice. Like That's the Gabby Fest or the Girl Hawaii at Bishop Museum. And there's some nice background music. Just makes everybody feel good. Absolutely, absolutely. So going to the clinic, um, share with us one of the, you know, like, what we can kind of enjoy by going at the clinic. I know you guys got the clinic in one Manalo mm -hmm, side mm -hmm. and going to the clinic to, you know, a lot of people is looking for work, but they just mm -hmm. sometimes don't know where to go. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, we always try to link up more practitioners because it's important to find the right practitioner this is true. for each individual because everybody this is, is different. Yeah, you know? yeah. And not every practitioner can work on every person that comes to you. Sometimes we got to know when to refer someone to someone else. Exactly. So, when we uh, when people go to the clinic over there, uh, take us to a little a little uh, session that we can kind of. I know all the sessions is going to be different, mm, 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 uh, individual to individual. One of the things I love about the clinic is that it's almost never what you expect. You pull up into a gravel parking lot, and there's some chickens in the corner. There's um, Uncle's deck that's kind of hidden. He would call it the best kept secret in Waimanalo. 
Um, and when you step onto the deck, you, f you already begin to feel different. Um, you already begin to feel like you're healed, the way the wind blows through that place. And usually the sessions start with you filling out an intake sheet, talking stories so you can see what's really going on in your life. A lot of times we think that we're just coming for something physical, but it's important to know what your stresses are, what your job is, how your relationship is with your family. Um, so there's definitely some time to talk story. And depending on what you're coming for, we would go towards the adjustments, probably some energy work, and when your body is more prepared, the oil massage, which is definitely everybody's favorite. Nice, that, that sounds special cool. oil massage with the warm coconut oil. It's quite an experience. And the heat packs are still Yep, the heat packs the are still right. around. Yep, the um, bentonite clay and those heat packs are really nice. We actually also have a, How about the, like a chi machine. Yeah, chi yeah, machine. we have three yeah. versions right now, really? actually. We have the one where you can lay down on the bed and it just swings your feet. There's also two standing ones, one that um, tilts horizontally at a really fast speed. And there's another one that you stand on and it just vibrates. So one is a little bit better for circulation and the other one is more for the alignment of your body and just helping things to kind of get back into place. They're both really awesome. Nice. That sounds awesome. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So what's the, um, what's the address for our listeners over there? Because I know after you, they heard that, they're like, go already. You know, because I like, go already. The address there is 418. 29 Kakaina Street. Um, one of the easy ways to get there is that road between LNL and Shima's. If you just drive Malka up that road, it merges with another road. There's a four way stop, and you take your second right. That's probably the easiest way Perfect. to get there. And that number over there? 41829. Just look for Uncle Alva's big white Astro van on the right side of the road. Still keeping that going. Nice, yeah, mm -hmm. look for that. The dune buggy is actually in Waimanalo too. Yeah, it's just about uh, 10 minutes down the road from us. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Still functioning. And that no the phone number for the clinic over there? The phone number for the clinic is 808-888-6024. 888-6024. Yep. All right, grab your pad and write that write down. That you know, down. that's important. Good number to have mm -hmm. in your speed dial on yep. your phone. Yep. And then you guys open? Um, we're open seven days a week. Um, usually we're starting at about 9 or 10 in the morning. And depending what the day of the week is, we're going into the evening about 6 or 7. On Tuesday and Thursday we have class. So we're not usually taking clients late in the evening on those days. And I know right now is a second phase, the energy work phase, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, going into the adjustments. When will the um, the next the next class start? would start somewhere between the next four to six months. Um, classes usually are about twelve classes per phase, but so that can always change, floor, right? Yeah. Right. We move as the we move as fast as our slowest swimmer. We want to make sure everybody's prepared to move on mm. and. Um, no lonely practitioner gets left behind. Right, exactly, exactly. Nice. Yeah, it's a it's a family, it's a cockle thing. That's how. That's one of the things that Uncle Alva did differently. I believe the example he left behind for us. 
he made his clients and his students, his friends and his family. Yeah, that was one of the things that I always remember is that he really made people feel special. He really did. You know, did. he had a... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Seems so simple too that he used to make people feel special. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like just uh just the verbiage he would use mm -hmm. is like, man And the way he would say it, my honey pie. The star in my universe he'd make like that voice that nobody can you can't resist it. Yeah. You can't he speaks to that, that little part in us that is innocent or pure. I can't figure it out yet, but still working on works. that, yeah. yeah. Hello, Something sweetheart. I have learned though, watching Marco Funa lately is you know, we try and figure out what is that thing, that magic, how do they do it? And they just do it. Like, it's not some magic formula. It's like a series of choices every moment to be the best person you can be, to be available. And it's that the magic is really in the commitment to the kuleana, I think, more so than some esoterical or mystical kind of thing. Well, that's what I got so far. I'm sure it's going to change oh, in the yeah, next couple yeah, of decades. Yeah. Well, you're 26 right now, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Wow. Yeah. All right, we'll have to come back and get more See insight how, on yeah, that yeah. in a few. Mm -hmm. Check in in a decade. <laughs> yes. So being a young Kumu, you know, Kumu Lomi, what does our, you know, if we could look forward a little bit, what does Lomi Lomi look like for our people? You know, and say 10, 20 years from now. You know, I know it's a growing practice. There's a lot of practitioners out there who are eager to learn and to, you know, a lot of people love getting worked on. We go to all the community events. There's lines and lines of people mm -hmm. wanting to get worked mm -hmm. on. Um, I would hope that there would be a Lomi practitioner in every home or in every family, in every community or in every village, whatever that unit would look like. And really just bring it back to even different ways that we used to do it traditionally, that the, the keiki would step on the adults, or like at the end of the day when you have family time. And I think also a, looking at it from the perspective of a Hawaiian health practitioner, it's outside, it doesn't, Lomi Lomi doesn't only refer to the technique and the table work, but really the holistic view of health that we have as practitioners and hoping that the concepts and the philosophies that we have been taught really permeates into the family unit more so. And if that can be done by making sure that there's a Lomi practitioner in every family, I would hope it, that it would be that way. And also just having it as a more com common form of health maintenance of, you know, it's not something that you do after you go and see all of these doctors, but an option that you're already considering in the beginning or something that you're always doing in your life to maintain so you don't have to get as sick as often. That's what I would like to see. Nice. Yeah. yeah, that's a good vision of having, you know, practitioners within the homes, within the little mm -hmm. communities that we have. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. And collaborating more. I think there's also, Lomi Lomi is just one part of what Hawaiian health and Hawaiian health practices are and collaborating with more different kinds of practitioners I think would or even just practitioners within the Lomi field getting us together more often those of us that live on each island or throughout Hawaii compare notes see what works 
get together to do something really big and awesome for everybody. Yeah, it sounds nice. Yeah. Mm. Definitely getting all the practitioners and work on each other and I think that should be a part of the stories. Yeah. Yeah. Learn from some of the kupunas who are continuing to do that because there is still this is you know, true. Yep. A bunch of the kupunas mm -hmm. that are still doing the work, you know, yep. I mean maybe not as yep. as much as um, previously, but mm -hmm. you know, they mm -hmm. still mm -hmm got the experience and the stories and the mo'olelos yeah. that they can share with us. Mm -hmm. They got it. And I know too you you guys are traveling to the to the big island also. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh Lindsay's holding down fort over there on the big island. Or? Yeah. We uh there's a two story house in Hilo Town right on Kino Ole Street, about a five minute walk from the farmers market that is the new Paola Hawaii Hilo Clinic. Um, Lindsay Kapu, who was studying with Uncle Alva actually before I was, in like I think 2007 or 8 she started. Um, Uncle had elevated her to an alaka'i in the structure of the pa. And she's been living on the Big Island for maybe about six or seven years. Comes back to Oahu to keep her studies going with Uncle. And yeah, she just finished teaching a first round of classes, like an intro to Paola. She's about to start uh, new classes this weekend, if anybody on the Big Island is interested. It's really awesome. Right now, there's representation from almost every moku of the Big Island. Nice. There's folks coming from Kona, from Kau, from Kohala. I think we're just waiting on Hamakua. All right, shout out to Hamakua. Hamakua. Get on it. There you go. Come and on it's out. cool too because the clinic is, it's a Friday night class, Friday night and Saturday. So if you're traveling far and you need somewhere to stay, accommodations are also available at the clinic. Nice. And it's, it's awesome because Big Island is very big. So it's nice to have that option. Um, I'm really excited to be able to um, get into that community a little bit, make our services available. I live on Oahu. I'm born and raised here, but my kupuna are from that island, and my heart is there every day. So I'm really excited to be able to have a clinic. Nice. We're really excited about you guys having a clinic. Yeah. Paola Clinic over there, and Lindsay is an amazing practitioner. She I work really on her is. And she's awesome. She's fierce. Yeah, she is committed. Yeah. You know yes, what I mean? She we talk is. about the commitment that mm -hmm. is needed mm -hmm. to be a good practitioner. You yeah. know. Um, yeah. Awesome. So how can they get um, in touch? Would they just call the clinic or how could they? You or? can call our Waimanalo clinic or you can also email us at uh, paolahawaii at gmail.com. And that's just P-A-O-L-A-H-A-W-A-I-I. -A -A no okina or anything. paolahawaii at gmail.com. paolahawaii gmail.com. Great. Exciting things. That's very exciting. I'm yeah. stoked. I can't wait to go to Big Island and walk yeah. five minutes from the farmer's market yeah. and get yeah. some paola action over there. Mm -hmm. We're hoping to have a, we will be having a grand opening in the early part of 2017. So we're definitely hoping for any part of our paola ohana to be there. One big grand opening. Some point between January and March. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not building tanks, dog. <laughs> Come on over the mountain. It's true. Yeah, that would be really nice. And that right. was Uncle's thing, heal the world one person at a time. So 
in the long-term goals, hopefully there will be more Paula Hawaii clinics that will pop up. Pop-up shops. Yep. Yep. That's exciting. Get so for done. for these um, future practitioners, what you know, in in your thoughts, your opinions, what would be good characteristics or traits of you know down the line of good lomi lomi practitioners? Mm. You know, because everybody wants to strive to be good at something. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. I that's actually probably one of my favorite topics to talk about in our class. I, don't, I think it's something that we, a discussion we need to be having more because a lot of the times we focus on excelling at the technique, but I believe one of the top characteristics is humility, learning how to be humble. These things that our kupuna tell us about, though, I think for me, I, I visualize a kupuna and how they would act, how they would interact with people, the compassion that we need to have. I think it's important to be accountable for the things that we do, what we say, what we think. Um, I also think it's important that we live up to these things that we teach and that we share, that we encourage other people to do. Um, and not just living healthy, but also excavating those parts of ourselves that we need to look at to see if they continue to serve us or if it's time to let it go. We all have our issues or our baggage, whatever that word is, and it's important that us as practitioners are engaging in that internal work and not just telling other people to do it. I had always imagined coming into this field that practitioners act and carry themselves in a certain way, and I've come to learn that we're all human beings. And I think that's also a part of the learning curve that we all need to strive, but know that we're humans in this life, but we're going to make mistakes and we also have to learn how to forgive each other and ourselves. So somewhere in all of that was my answer. Nice. That was <laughs> great. Yeah. You yeah. learn to be humility, you know. Yeah. Humility, and, accountability. And thinking of our kupuna and how they would, yeah. they would act, yeah. you know. That's a good way to put, mm -hmm. you know, what would be good characteristics, you know, would your kupuna approve of yep. how you act? Mm -hmm. you know? Would they smile at you or would they look down disappointed? That's one mm -hmm. of my check-in meters. What, what is the look uncle would give me from what I just did? There's yeah. so many looks and with the people that we're close with, no matter the age, we can tell just from a look. And I know if I'm making my kupuna proud, I'm doing a good job. People might have yes. things to say, but if I know that's what's happening, then I can continue on the path I'm going. Actually, one thing I forgot to mention that is very important, I believe, is that we're, we're prayerful people. I don't necessarily think that has to mean that we live an ultimately perfectly holy life, but that we are actively building a relationship with Keokua. Whatever that means, through meditation, through prayer, through contemplation time, through giving and sharing the work that we do, I just think it's important that some form of that is happening. Because then that's also when we're listening to that right voice. Something that Kupuna were talking about at the last HLA conference is that you build a relationship with Keakua so that you know where you're going and the choices that you're making are the ones you're supposed to because you are spending time in prayer and looking for those answers. 
that was something that was always present at the clinic too you know was Definitely. a pulley before yep. the classes and yep. pulley to close afterwards seven minute prayers sometimes oh yeah man yep. that was some <laughs> going to meditation <laughs> yeah. you know, what are you saying about the meditation mm. the big thing which is was the, the long pause mm. that can dry up yep <laughs> so I know that Lomi Lomi, you know, the work, you know, can take, can take a lot of work. You know, it takes, you know, that commitment um, could be physical on the body, you know. How can we as practitioners or how do you be able to continue to restore ourselves or maintain this sense of Pono within ourselves so that we can be of service you know I know a lot of people say if you're not feeling good don't be working on people you know um, I know sometimes we just gut it through sometimes mm -hmm. you know um, mm -hmm. but what is ways that we can continue to restore ourselves and or how do you uh, restore yourself and maintain this sense of Pono is it through that th those olis and those chantings or how do you continue to stay restored and looking fabulous like yourself girl <laughs> um oli is actually one of the big things for me um it started when i was going through my uniki process i had committed to going to watch the sunrise every morning for a certain amount of time and i would do my series of chants and what i have found is that when i'm sticking on point to that i'm most clear most and that's actually one of the first questions people have usually asked when they find out this is the field of work that I'm in. Like, oh, you must take on a lot. Yeah. And it happened a lot in the beginning because I think my relationship with myself was different. What I've also found is that the more that I've worked on my relationship with myself, my self-value issues, my own problems, the more that I see my value and worth, the less likely I am to take on something from someone else because I know that that's not mine. I think there's a lot of different ways for a lot of people going to the ocean is really important. My number one thing is after every client, I wash my hands or for out in public, I rinse them or I use alcohol or something to that I can visually cleanse myself with. And I, I intend that everything needs to leave visualizing your energy only going one way and honestly this might seem a little out of the box but sometimes like binging on netflix nice something that totally takes my mind away from everything else that is my kuleana for me my kuleana is my life it's everything that i do so doing something that can seem really mindless like netflix or what i really also enjoy is um coloring I have a couple adult coloring books that are really fun. Adult coloring books. No, not those adult <laughs> coloring books. Like the really fancy, they're really nice pictures of like different kinds of trees or fish or um, different shells. And I, I splurged one time and got really good color pencils when I was like, I need to do something for myself. And for me, getting in touch with like that seven-year-old self it makes me feel super happy. And I think as adults, we try and do this adulting thing and be responsible and serious so much that we lose that magic that's inside of us. So I do silly things. Yeah, childlike. Yeah. 
Yeah, we always gotta. We have to maintain that. Maintain that, and that helps us stay young too. It you does. Know, if we can. That's why they always say like the kupunas. If the keikis are around, you know, mm-hmm. it keeps them young. It does. No. So we gotta Definitely. continue to work on our coloring and maybe binge on a little Netflix. Just here a, little Just a little bit. A little bit. Whatever you know? is for that person. I think some folks it's surfing. It's being in the mountains. I really I need to spend time with my family, with the kids. It helps me remember. All, you guys got a big family too. We have a really big family. Yeah, my mom gave birth to seven kids. Um, I grew up around all of my stepbrothers from when I was really young. So they're like my brothers, really. So there's kind of 10 of us. And then there's all of the nieces and nephews. So my house has always been about a 10 to 17 family household. Nice. Yep. It's really nice to just... So whenever I go, I'm just overloaded with love and hugs and... I don't get to see them as often as I'd like to, so when I do get to see them, it's it's a treasure. I think that's what it's important because when we go into this zone as Lumi practitioners, we, we turn something on in ourselves. So it's important to find ways to turn it off and make sure that we we have set protocols or, or processes to disengage ourselves from being in that, that zone. So like one of our clients, he works at a a hospice and he was really drained energetically. So I was telling him before he goes into his house to maybe put like a special rock or a little piece of uh, some salt in a little bowl so that before he goes into his home, he takes the salt, cleanses himself. So nothing goes into his home. It's a special space. And we all have to create those things in our own life, figure out what works for us because what works for me might not work for you or for Prada or anybody else. Yeah, yeah. Try it out. Absolutely. And get lomi. Work on each yeah. other. That's get really lomi. important. That's important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How come we don't do that? I don't know. We should set those up. Definitely more mm-hmm. lomi action for everybody. Mm-hmm. So any um. Any other shout-outs you want to give to, you know, any other things that you want to share? A couple events coming up that... Oh, yeah, we have a couple. Um, the soonest one, the Waimanaro Makahiki is coming up on November 26th, a couple of days after Thanksgiving. It's going to be at the Waimanaro Beach Park. I think it's the 6th or 7th annual. Um, the community over there has been doing the Makahiki. Last year was the first time. Uh, so if anybody wants to come get a Lomi Lomi on the 26th, we'll be at the beach park under the pavilion. Also, December 10th, Punana Leo or Ko'olau Poko is having their annual fundraiser. Um, we're going to be doing Lomi and giving all the proceeds back to Punana Leo. And if you guys are free on December 10th, you should come to the fundraiser just to support children and Olalo Hawaii because that's a very important um, endeavor that's taking place right now. Uh, if you want to get a Lomi Lomi, come do that too. And where is that event going to be? Is that one's going to be at? The... I'm not sure yet. Okay, well, we'll keep everyone posted yep. where that event is going to be because that's yep. going to be a. That's going to be a big one. Yeah, yeah. important. I know they have a lot of community. awesome things planned coming up. Yeah. Also, January seventh at the Royal Hawaiian Hotel, they have uh, Waikiki Makahiki, and. This is really interesting because they, they actually bring um, Lono in off of the ocean. They have a little double hole canoe that they paddle in. There's somebody holding the Lono and they have a procession that goes through Royal Hawaiian Hotel 
into their courtyard and they have makahiki games all day. Really? Yeah, it's, it's the season. You know? It's just nice to see Kanaka in Waikiki. Yes. So we'll be doing the lomi Come there all day there. also. It's a good day. Wonderful. A lot of uh, events yes. coming up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're at the Kupuna housing in Waimanalo once a month. I'm working on the Kupuna over there. Really awesome folks. You know, yeah. They're usually just playing Hawaiian music for us while we're doing lomi. The perfect setting. And who's the practitioners um, at the clinic? Um, right now, it's mostly me and Ikaika, Brother nice. Kikes, um, Jensen comes through. We're also training a couple of the students who had finished classes recently. Um, and then also Auntie Tracy, Uncle Alva's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. cousin, yeah, she comes through in the there. sessions over there. Yeah. And there's a lot of folks that um, are traveling outside of Hawaii or moved to Big Island to help support Lindsay opening up the clinic. Yeah. Good, spreading good. the work around the world and then you guys also um also have um, social media and um yep we're, um we're on facebook you can find us paola hawaii and also on instagram our username is paola hawaii and check us out follow us for updates also um the website is paolahawaii.com that's a exciting recent release it was first released, all Makolelo Hawaii, which was a, a little celebration on our part yes. just to get it. And we kept it in Hawaiian for like a week, small kind of sign of resistance. And then it was, tra- it was already translated, but then we posted it in English. And it's about to be released in Japanese also. And I think the next one after that is hopefully Spanish. Just starting to work on it. But the website is really exciting. There's some really nice pictures of Uncle, um, all taken by a photographer named Mike Lee, who's the HLA photographer. Really wonderful man. Nice. Yeah. So also got some works going in Japan also then. Yeah, yeah. We've been to Japan a couple of times, uh, about two or three weeks each time, doing workshops and seminars and sessions throughout all of Japan. Super exciting. The first time we got to go with Uncle, um, this last time was our first trip without him. Um, in February, we're going to have a crew come over from Japan to do a workshop. That's also really exciting. The Japanese students are so wonderful. Their discipline and their commitment. Oh, yeah. Unreal. Unreal. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Spend a lot of time. We love our Japanese friends and family. Yeah. And that's one of the things that, you know, passionate and mm-hmm. dedication mm-hmm. and commitment mm-hmm. is there. Yep. Yep. The honor. They're wonderful students. Actually, something else super exciting that I just wanted to throw out there. Um, June 30th is Uncle Alva's birthday. And this year, 2017, we're hoping to kind of throw a big party at the clinic to celebrate his birthday. So anyone listening that has been out to the clinic, invite. yeah. June 30th, right keep, there. Keep, uh, keep posted for more updates on that. We'll let everybody know what it's going to look like. But It's exciting, you know, yeah. celebrate. We're definitely going to be doing lomi on each other. Yes. Eating good food and there's going to be good music. music. Yeah. Yes. Food, lomi, music. staples. Yes. <laughs> good. All the good things in life. Yeah. Uncle will be shining down and smiling as usual. Yeah. Being proud of yeah, all, all his home mama and yeah. Kiki that he eagerly spent a lot of his time and dedication really teaching and sharing really and 
spending late nights on the deck, you know what I mean? Yeah. Waiting till everyone go home and, you know, <laughs> yeah. just all those times, man. Oh, so much fun. So much fun. So much fun. Yes. We definitely love Uncle Alva and thank you, Pomaikai, for continuing um, to share his his stories, his legacy, his work, and your own work, you know, and mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. collaboration of, no, of it. Um, so, mahalo nui for, for your time uh, here today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any uh, final olelo noels or things that, you know, uncle is beaming down and wanting us to share with the people? Raja. There's an uncleism, an uncle quote that's been running through my mind the last couple of days, and I'm going to tie it into an olal no'el, but the uncle quote is, make choices today that makes tomorrow better. And I think we can all make choices every single day that will make, that will ensure a better tomorrow, a better version of ourselves. Um, and an olal no'el that I've been ruminating over for the last couple of weeks is, my maka'ui kahanga, maka'ui komoloa. And that can be easy, loosely translated as do not fear work, fear laziness. But one of our homana had also said that, you know, it can also refer to that struggle that we in, encounter in life and to not fear their struggle, but to fear the feeling of not wanting to partake of that struggle, not wanting to be engaged in life, that feeling of wanting to run away. So don't be scared to roll up your sleeves and get to work. Put in some hard work like our kupuna did. Make choices today that ensures a better tomorrow and a better next seven generations, if that's what that means. Yes, absolutely. My parting words. Mahalo nui. Mahalo ya oi, my brother. Yeah. Such a pleasure for being with you guys today. It's always good to have, have you on little kupa here today. Yeah. Like you shared the... Um, Paola uh, chant with the kind. Oh yeah, that would be awesome. Freed for the amazing work you do for our community, for continuing the legacy of Uncle Alva Paola Hawaii. Go visit 
to visit the Ohana down in Wamanalo, also in in Hilo, five minutes from the from, market, from the yeah. market. Mm -hmm. um, check out Lindsay up there. Mm -hmm. Check out Paola Hawaii on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Paola Hawaii dot com paola hawaii at gmail.com for all the latest updates on the good lomi lomi action over here um mahalo nui for your time um mahalo for our podcast leo kupa podcast kavika brown over here mahalo nui kamaka nui ahailano pumai kai freed Thank you guys for listening. If you guys like these podcasts, please uh, please comment on it on iTunes so that people can have an easier time finding it. Mahalo um, nui for all our listeners, and we'll check you guys on the next Leo Cooper podcast. Mahalo nui. Ekea kua mauna loa la ilalo ke kai na auma kua ya kahina kua. Ya kahina alo i kahikina komohana nakupuna mahalo piha eho mai ka ike ka ikaika kamana keola manaya uko manaya mako manaya kako a mama uana eho omana eh